is better than this. It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Krabs, joined once again by Chris Schubert here. Joe Marino off this week, slacking off on vacation. Uh, We are having plenty of fun in his absence, however. If you missed yesterday's show, I'm going to kindly ask you to hit pause, take a deep breath, And go back and listen to tomorrow's episode first when we introduced this really fun team-building concept. The concept is simple. you got to fill out 28 spots on a roster, 12 on offense, a starting 11 plus a flex, 12 on defense, starting 11 plus a flex, kicker, punter, long snapper, and designated special teamer. And of those 28, you get to use one first-round pick, two second-round picks, three third-round picks, four fourth-round picks, five fifth-round picks, six sixth-round picks, and seven seventh-round picks across active players in the NFL as we speak. The offense we put together yesterday was loaded. And the best news of all was I only had to use one of my two second-round picks and one of my three third-round picks And that's it for premium assets that I used on the offensive side of the football. So we have a lot of assets to work with here uh, on the defensive side of the football to try to continue manufacturing a winning formula. Chris, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. How are things going? Things are going well. I'm very excited to see what this defense has looked like. We did the offense on yesterday's uh, show, and I've been trying to figure out what your what your defense is going to look like. You you didn't tell me what your defensive structure was, so it made it a little difficult for me to kind of fill in the spreadsheet for you and see uh, if my guesses matched what you ended up going with. So I'm going to kind of have to do this on the fly here. Uh, so what is your defensive structure? Because you got a first, a second, and what, two-thirds to use? So yep. that's going to influence my predictions here. Yep, and two-fourths as well, okay, by yeah. the way. So, yeah. Uh, I have four down linemen two linebackers, and five defensive backs. So the old 4-2-5. 4-2-5. I'm going big nickel. I got a, uh, three safeties. Okay. We're going to so. do this one at a time then. So I, my predictions sure. are going to be on the fly here. Uh, sure. And let me sort by you. Can we do that? Can we do the edge rushers first? Yeah, we'll do both edge rushers first. Perfect. This is uh, you really got a lot of options here. This is going to take the wind out of the sails. We had the, the euphoric high yesterday. Kyle, you did such a great job. I will openly admit the weakest unit on my team is my edge rush duo. What? All this premium draft capital left over? This is your weakest group? You will understand when you see the secondary, and you will understand when you see the interior defensive line. Okay. Prioritized interior push. Okay. Matt Judon is one of my two edge defenders. Fifth round pick by the Baltimore Ravens. Signed this past offseason in New England to play for the Patriots. My other defensive end is a seventh round draft selection. It's 10 career sacks in three seasons of play in the NFL. Afedi Odenigbo. Of the Minnesota Vikings is my other starting defensive end. I wanted guys who were physical, could set the edge, and I'm going to rely on interior pressure and really strong secondary play to set the tone for my defensive success. 
Boy, you were right. You just took the air right out of the balloon to start I the show. I told you. Just told right you. out of the balloon. I'm sitting here thinking, man, which one – he's going to use his first-round pick here. Miles Garrett, you know, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Which one of these guys are going to be, you know, the, the figurehead of his – you hit me with a fifth and a seventh-round pick right out of the gate. Well, I guarantee you. I And, Joe, if you've made it this far, you're not following the rules. But I guarantee you Joe uses one of his premium a million percent in this spot. A million percent. He'd probably use a first round, a second round pick at edge defenders. I, w- I, w- I would tend to agree with you. Well, my first round pick is Aaron Donald, defensive tackle. So, and that was part of the inspiration for me as I think about what the Rams have, with some level of consistency, that now they've gotten better talent there. Uh, but even when they're in some of their rotations, and it's Aaron Donald and like, the rotational guys out there, Donald sets so much of a tone and commands so much attention that I felt good about having a guy who needs one-on-one situations to have success in Judon and um, Odenigbo as a guy who, as a complimentary player in 2019, I think had seven sacks and then had three and a half when he was asked to step into a starting role without Daniel Hunter on the defensive line last year. So I'm banking on Aaron Donald's presence inside, both having a greater disruptive payout than what my outside guys will, but also making both of those outside guys better. I, listen, I'm fine with that. I, it was it, you, you did let the air out of the balloon, but you, you recovered with Aaron Donald. So I accept yep. And my second defensive tackle is a fourth-round draft selection, David Ayumeta. Obviously, he's suspended for a portion of this upcoming season with the Saints, uh, but he's a really good penetration presence inside. So I went with interior penetrators who can also control the line of scrimmage when necessary, uh, and I wanted stout play on the perimeter to make sure teams are not running off-tackle and gouging me uh, because I'm going to be running more nickel uh, than usual. Even though it's big nickel, I still wanted firm edges set by my defensive end, so I went with big physical types and opted for Donald and Ayumet up front on the defensive line. Uh, your linebackers? Fred Warner, third-round pick. I get the best linebacker in football playing behind the best defensive tackle, the best defensive lineman in football. So I'm going to be really strong up the middle. Uh, and, and because of that, and because I am playing nickel, uh, it was important for me to get some level of athlete uh, at the linebacker position. I didn't want a thumper. I didn't want anything like that. I want guys that can run a little bit. And we're, we're going to rely on uh, penetration. We're going to rely on funneling back stuff back inside to pursuit. And a guy like Fred Warner, he can literally do it all. And I get him in the third round is a really good value that I felt pretty excited about uh, to, to, to be able to get that level of a bargain. Uh, but if you're looking for some good values yourself, BetOnline.ag is the premier destination for all of your preferred sports gambling, whether it's Major League Baseball, NFL coming back, UFC, you name it. You can head over to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information available to you. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Your other linebacker, Kyle, did you use a premium asset here? I did not. No, okay. I did not want to bury a bunch of high-level traits or high-level assets into 
um, probably the least important. You know, you, you get a difference maker in Fred Warner, that's one thing. But I didn't really think I was going to find a lot of preferable value to complement that with. Uh, so I went with a younger player here who is a sixth-round pick who has actually done pretty well for himself uh, in a rotational role. Uh, he's got plenty of special teams value as well. He's, he's played uh, 45 and 32% of his team's def- uh, special team snaps and played almost 400 defensive snaps last year as a second-year player. David Long, linebacker from the Tennessee Titans, who, Chris, country roads, man. A little Take West Virginia home. alumni here. Take me So home. this was more about finding another guy that can run, another guy that can knife through gaps. Uh, and I did, again, it, it just came back to me. I did not want to lose when I'm going to have so much pressure on my secondary and coverage. I did not want to lose mobility. It was like, okay, do I want like a thumper type and draft bring like Elandon Roberts in to be a thud guy who's just a missile between the tackles? No, I want I want two guys that can run. I want to have a lot of range on the back end because if I'm scoring points to the degree in which I'm anticipating doing on offense, teams are going to have to pass the ball against me. And with that in mind, I wanted to prioritize as much coverage upside as I possibly could. So we get to the corners. And the safeties. And you still have a second-round pick. You have one more third-round pick in terms of premium draft capital. Yep. That's what you have left. I used him at both corner spots. You're just all in on the shutdown corner. Yep. So I got Xavier Howard at one corner spot as a second-round draft selection. Uh, Obviously, he had 10 interceptions and 20 passes defense last year. Both of those led the league. Uh, he's currently mired in a contract standoff with the Dolphins, but he is uh, one of the better, or at least this past year, was one of the better corners in all of football, arguably had a uh, a better argument for defensive player of the year than what Stephon Gilmore had the year prior when he actually won the award. So that was a no-brainer to use a second-round pick there. I said, what what is the best possible combo of corners that I can secure? And I really wish uh, there there were a number of corners that I got really excited about until I found out that like they were spit picked two or three spots too high and they missed the cutoff of what I was trying to accomplish. The perfect example being James Bradbury. Uh, I wanted desperately to pair James Bradbury was Avian Howard, but he was drafted 62nd overall. So he missed the third round by about three picks. Oof. So I was, I was gutted. I opted for Shaquille Griffin, formerly of Seattle, third round draft selection. He's since signed in Jacksonville with the Jaguars. Um, I like this combo. The, uh, Miami ran a lot more cover three than they did true press man last year. And obviously Shaq Griffin uh, ha- has – coming from Seattle, played a good amount of cover three as well, but they're both big physical guys uh, who can run. And because of that, I thought stylistically those two would complement each other quite well, especially when you take into consideration who I'm putting in the nickel, what I have at the safety positions for continuing the ball hawking trends. Uh, so Howard and Shaq Griffin, my uh, my one-two punch at corner, I'm definitely 
team coverage over pass rush here with the exception of the presence of Aaron Donald. You've gone all in in that that portion of the of the defense, and I, and I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with it, but uh, but after after the high that we were riding from the offense yesterday, I, uh, I I thought I thought maybe there would be a little bit more here, but 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 it's starting to, it's starting to take shape in a way that I'm not going to be too critical. Okay, well let let's start with the nickel safety position. I think this is one of the more uh, important for this defensive structure specifically, because you're going to get involved in a lot of run fits. You're going to have to have a multifaceted presence, which is why I wanted a a safety to play here. I did not want to go with a corner. Uh, I took Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, He's a fourth-round draft selection. He apparently didn't interview particularly well, and that kind of fed into his tumble down the board. Um, But in the fourth round, it's really good value. He can play man-to-man coverage. He's super physical. He's improved his tackling from his first couple of years there at the University of Florida. And I'm going to feel better knowing that that's the guy that's going to be inserting and getting involved as the seventh man in the box when teams do try to run the ball. And he's not going to get hung up on skill players blocking him with any level of consistency. He's going to get rid of those guys, and he's going to get his nose down in the line of scrimmage. Two starting safeties and a flex player remain. Okay. Joe's going to be really excited because I took both Buffalo safeties. Jordan Poyer. He's not going to know until I tell him. Right, but yes. right. Jordan Poyer was a seventh-round pick. Micah Hyde, drafted by the Packers, uh, now in Buffalo, was a fifth-round pick. That value and their complementary skill sets for, again, another defense that plays a ton of cover three. Uh, the McDermott defense. So this safety shell really fits together with Howard, Griffin, Poyer, Hyde, all playing cover three at a very high rate. And then you got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is kind of the guy who's a B-level defender. He can play man-to-man if you need him to. Uh, and he's going to be good in the run fits. And, and uh, the value to get Poyer and Hyde for a fifth and a seventh uh, allowed me to fully buy into an elite player on the A level of the defense, an elite player on the second level, the B level of the defense, and as good of a corner duo as I could possibly cook up. Punter and flex? Those are the two spots you well, got left? I, and my designated special teams player. Oh, your designated special teams player. My apologies uh, for yeah. missing on that one. I, I could tell you my designated protein bar of choice is Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are A1. They're delicious. They would absolutely be the first pick I made in this exercise if they were eligible to help fill out my lineup. 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. Absolutely delicious. You can grab them, go. You can use them as meal replacement, post-workout. You can throw them in your nightstand and eat them at 1 o'clock in the morning when your baby wakes you up like what happens to me inevitably every single night. Uh, You can keep them in the pantry, grab one for breakfast, throw it in the golf bag, eat it out when you're you're hitting your – Chris, you play golf? I do, yes. What hole do you inevitably hit the wall? In terms of what my golf game, the first tee box, right? Yeah, and I'm the same way. But energy it's level? like the ten, the turn, right around. Okay, the 10 so right, some energy you, for the back nine. You hit the ten, tenth tee, 
have that built bar. It'll help you out. It'll help bring it, keep the energy level up unless your spirits are ruined by playing terrible golf, which Bilt Bar probably can't help you with. I don't know. Maybe it can. Who knows? Uh, right now, you can visit BiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. That is BiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Got a nose tackle for you. Want to make sure I got a short yardage plug if I need it. I went with Bo Allen formerly of the Wisconsin Badgers, to play on the nose. Uh, spent some time in Tampa. Uh, and and get, he was a seventh-round draft selection. So both of my flex guys were low-value guys, but they were role players specifically that I wanted to help fill out a, a specific game situation in which I need a little bit more help. So Donald and I, met. I really like that group. Um, Judon and Odenigbo, as far as what they're able to bring uh, for playing physical on the edges, I wanted somebody to just be a brick wall in the inside if I needed to on goal line or anything like that. So Bo Allen for a seventh-round pick, locked him and made him my choice for my defensive flex. Punter. This was hard because I didn't leave myself a lot of wiggle room. Uh, but I did have a sixth-round pick left over, and Braden Mann was available. So I went ahead and chose Braden Mann. Uh, he was drafted, I believe, in 2020, I believe. Uh, but a, a sixth-round draft selection, which is my sixth and final uh, after using Blake Ferguson as the long snapper as a sixth-round pick yesterday. So I used two sixes and two sevens for my special teams group, plus two sevens for my two respective flex spots as well. The 2020 draft for Braden Mann, yes. There it is. Nailed it down. Very good. My special teams guy, former Temple Tough Al Tyler Matakevich, linebacker. This dude plays with his hair on fire. Uh, definitely want a guy who plays fearless that's going to run down on kick coverage and, and give me uh, some quality tackling skills uh, and, and just kind of that fearlessness to run down and blow up a blocker if he needs to. I know they've outlawed the, the wedge and all that, but nevertheless, Matakavich is a guy who has enough range to get down the field on kick coverage uh, and is going to give you quality play on special teams. So I went with Tyler Matakavich as my designated special teams player. Interesting breakdown to see uh, where you used a lot of your picks here, and I have it in, in a spreadsheet format. You had two sevens on the uh, three sevens on the offensive side of the ball, and then obviously your other four were on the defensive side of the ball. So you, you split those up pretty evenly. You had one to, I believe, three sixth-round picks on the defensive side. And, no, I see four sixth-round picks on the offensive side. So just two on the defensive side of the ball. So that was your that was your distribution there. So it was interesting to see how you were going to deploy those late-round picks because you just have so many of them that you have to use. 13 players have to come from that group. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was going to be interesting to see how you divvied them up, and, and you uh, you did it pretty evenly. That was It was an interesting approach. Yeah, and it was more than anything else – I think the biggest eye-opener was the value that you can find offensively late in the draft versus That's, the value that you find defensively. Yeah, more needles in a haystack on the defensive side of the ball. Where on offense, you put together a team, and I don't really feel like you sacrificed anywhere. Where on defense, you still got great players, but you had to sacrifice a little right. bit in certain areas talent-wise in order to build out the rest of the team. I had to ask myself specifically, what style of defense do you run? What do you want your coverage shell to look yeah. like? Um, 
and go get impact players on each level and then try to fill in the rest. It was a little bit more Los Angeles Rams, right? Where it's like, I got my stars and you're going to have a couple scrubs along the way. Do I wish I would have had one early day three pass rusher that I felt really good about to play on the edge? Yes. If I could have done anything, it probably would have been swap Ayameta for a better pass rusher. And then I would have just put Bo Allen as my starting nose and gone true 4-3 front with a traditional one-tech and a traditional three-tech with Aaron Donald. I didn't find anybody. And maybe I overlooked somebody. Maybe I had a brain fart moment, but it was like, okay, you're going to have to ask yourself that, that question that's so popular right now. Coverage versus pass rush. What are you going to prioritize and pull the trigger on? And uh, I went with the coverage. I, I like what I got there. And obviously having a, a splash A1 difference maker on both the A and B level of the defense helped me feel better about that decision. I have one more parting thought slash question for you before we get out of here on the okay. Wednesday edition of the show. Very good. Do you think, and again, hopefully he stays true to not listening to these two episodes. Do you think there will be any overlap? Do you think Joe will have any of your players when he and I do oh, this exercise next week? He's back at both. You can look at both offense and defense. Is there going to, because you took what, three bills, four bills, including Stefan Diggs? So four I bills? Took Diggs. Hyde Poyer. Matikavich. Yes. So that's four bills that you took. So you've opened the door for some crossover if he if he if he if his safety net is to just go back to the team he knows. I think he'll I think we'll have some overlap. I think he'll look at Aaron Jones and he'll feel good about that. He'll definitely in one million percent take George Kittle. I bet any I bet the house he goes eleven personnel and I bet he picks Tom Brady. Well, Brady would have been mine if I was doing this along with you guys. I would have gone Brady. Um, but I, I couldn't disagree with what you did with Dak yesterday. But yes, I think if there's ever a position that there's going to be crossover, he's going to take Aaron Jones in the fifth round because he is not going to waste anything lower than a fourth-round pick on a running back. Right. That's just against like Joe's religion. And then the Kittle's a layup because of the value. So I would set the over-under at three-and-a-half picks of overlap. Okay. I and I'd probably, take, I'd probably take the under. So I will keep that in mind when he and I do this next week on the show. We hope you keep us in mind the rest of your week as well. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, two more episodes of the draft dudes coming up the rest of this week. So make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on draft dudes. Thanks as always for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.